0: This week on the show, SWD Master Grant Smith sits down with Kevin Gobabe from Dynamic Pool and Construction. They discuss Kevin's evolution as a pool builder and some of the lessons that he's learned along the way. This episode of the Ask the Masters podcast is being brought to you by Basecrete. Hello and welcome to the Ask the Masters podcast. This podcast is dedicated to discussions about the design and construction of water shapes. The hosts of the show are all certified SWD masters who represent the leading builders and designers within the water shaping industry today.
1: Hey, uh, we're here with Kevin from Dynamic Pool and Spa Construction out of uh, Redondo Beach, California. So, Kevin, welcome to the pod- Ask Masters podcast.
2: Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah,
1: actually, um, this is great because we get to talk uh, one-on-one. I know usually when I'm seeing you, we're on a job site together and we both have to get to you know, another job site. Right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, you know what kind of company you run and um, you know how you kind of got started in this crazy business?
2: Um, well, so I, I mean, I, I get started at a very young age. Uh, my ex brother in law was in the business, and I started working for him in the summers um, when I was a teenager. And um, uh, I shortly out of high school, I started working for him and worked for him for 13 years. He he was uh, he was actually a big inspiration to me just because um, he, he was. Uh, I grew up with four sisters, and he was the first brother I had basically right, <laughs> growing yeah. up. So, so I latched on to him a lot, and I, I got a lot of inspiration out of him. And he really taught me a lot of the bases of of building pools. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I, I worked for him for 13 years. and, you know, uh, he shortly after he divorced my sister, he divorced me. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> Then I went to work for somebody else for a few years, and uh, started my own business uh, shortly after that. Uh, I just uh, found that I just needed more, uh, more variety in what I was doing, and the and the uh, people I was working for were, were kind of in a mundane sort of treadmill sort of doing the same thing over and over. And I, I, it was kind of boring me. I needed more excitement in my life.
1: Was that more of a service related side of it or. It
2: was more remodels, uh, skimmer replacement, uh, a lot of repair work I did. You know, I, I learned a lot of, learned a lot about repairing at that time in that time period too, uh, for sure. Troubleshooting issues and whatnot. Um, and I, you know, back when I worked with my brother-in-law, he was kind of cutting edge worked on the high end of, of things did did things outside of the box That that's really a, a lot of where my inspiration came is is one of the things i did for him was i plumbed uh, equipment sets basically and and we kind of made it a thing where it was a work of art to us right. and we didn't care if anybody else liked it but we liked the way it looked because it was all just straight and clean and very accessible and Right. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of what led me down the path of, of high end pools. And and so now my, my company is basically, I work in the high end mm-hmm. business. Uh, some of the cities I work in are very high real estate value, Manhattan beach, Hermosa beach, uh, Pacific Palisades, Palos Verdes, um, Beverly Hills, uh, is mainly where most of my businesses and, and, um mainly were the people that want to do these cutting-edge, high-end, negative-edge, perimeter overflow pools. Uh, uh, and uh, they, they're they also very appreciative of people that have the skill and experience doing these things as well and willing to pay the price that it costs to do some of these things. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think a lot of us like started in the service side of business. And then, right. You know, got into the construction after being bored of going to the same pool over and over again. Correct. So, yeah, you know, kind of going back to the repairing like skimmers and you right. know, tile and things like that. Did, did you learn a lot? I know you said you learned a lot, but do you transfer some of what you learned, you know, back then to how you build now?
2: Yes. Um, that That's an interesting point you brought up that I didn't even think about is, is, uh, Skimmers, for one thing, you bust a hole into the side of the pool and have to replace the skimmer. You got to waterproof that thing, right? And that kind of led me down the path of learning a lot about waterproofing. I, I believe is skimmers and remodels. Uh, you're, you're, when you're remodeling a pool, you're you're making penetrations into an existing shell that then you have right. to reseal around those pipes. Um, and a lot of that stuff is very important, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll kind of touch that a little bit later when we get into the uh, waterproofing part. Um, but I know you have like your own guys. And it looks like you really like doing mechanic. Like you said before, you did plumbing. Right. Uh, you know, I've been to a couple of your mechanical rooms, and something. It seems like that's something you really enjoy doing. And is that mainly what your employees do most of the time? Is just the plumbing, or they do other things?
2: Uh, I'd say a good a good percentage of the work my employees do is plumbing and control systems, electrical work, you know, lighting uh, yeah. and all that. Uh, that my employees in general can pretty pretty much. Can, uh, they can pretty much perform just about every aspect of the construction of the pool, right. on some level. You know, um, they they're they're even capable of doing tile and. Right, uh, yeah. And,
1: now, was that something that you decided to have your own crew to do that thing because you just couldn't find a, you know, so you know, in California. You know, it's a lot of subcontractors. That, right. You know, rarely does a pool contractor actually have employees. Right. I mean, that's kind of a rare pool contractor. So, did you decide, okay, I can't really find a plumber or electrician that wants to do what I want to do the way I want to do it, or was that just because your your maturation from you working for your brother-in-law and that says, oh, we'll just do it because I like it and I know how to do it?
2: Right. I, I think it was a it was a little bit of that of uh, my experience with my brother-in-law is that we did when I worked for him it, it was. Me doing a lot of that work in house is doing all the plumbing and electrical work uh, myself and um and, and i I think part of it you know like i say some of his uh some of his beliefs and values wore off on me as to where you know you make it like a piece of art and you want it to to all look good even even the equipment where people aren't going to be necessarily looking at it all right. the time you know and so um so it it led me to You know, I think that was what I was used to for one thing. But at the same time, I do use a plumbing subcontractor Mm. periodically and I find it difficult to get them out of their bad habits or, (laughs) you know, for them to do what I want to do. Because then they sit there and argue with me about, well, why can't we do it this way? And I, you know, and and it it just like, you know, it takes more of my time. Whereas my guys in-house, I... Barely have to give them a crude sketch and they know exactly how it's supposed to be, right. you know. And and I don't have to talk about every little detail yeah. that that I that I think about generally in my head. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah,
1: the same way. I had my own main uh, mainstream landscape crews. Right. Now we have ten employees, and you know we just to separate the crews depending on what kind of job we have to do and whose skills work best where for that job. And it kind of drives and the reason why I did that, the reason was, one of the reasons why I went out and got a whole different classifications of a license and for those that aren't in California, uh, they have really strict (laughs) laws and you have to have, you can only do certain things in your classification, um, you know, that you're, that you took a test and passed you know, for so uh, right. skipping into that, you know, I have a C27, which is a landscape uh, license, I'm pretty much able to do anything I want to in a, in a back or front yard, right? Uh, and then, one reason why I decided to do that was just because um, the quality that's out there, especially when you get masons or landscapers that don't know how to work around pools, right? Um, they have a tendency not to understand the dynamic. Uh, you know, of how a pool or landscape or even hardscape works around a pool. So it's, uh, right. there's a lot of, uh, you yeah, so know, it's hard to find good crews that can do that. So I totally, you know, get your point on that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But I know some of the projects, uh, one of the recent ones that we will get into, uh, you know, you're, it's really like this cool pool that you did that was above a garage and, you know, had mm-hmm. this, uh, basically a three a perimeter overflow on all four sides, right. you know, had a negative edge. Um, you know, we want to kind of get into, you know, kind of getting into waterproofing a little bit, uh, because that's a thing that in the industry is slowly trying to get into and pick up on, but I don't think enough people are. Right. I was just over on a pool yesterday on a uh, $4 million house in uh, Del Mar and, um, it was uh, no waterproofing was done. I was only a year old and right. I was already experiencing some failure. It was a perimeter overflow uh, pool. Um, so I, the waterproofing aspect is definitely lacks in the industry. We'd like to try to get, you know, change that. Um, but one thing, the, and the waterproofing, though, is only get as good as the concrete is sitting on. Correct. So, you know, I think the whole thing, in, and I know some of your projects we, I've been on with you, um, you know, shotcrete, I think, is really important, whether it's wet mix or dry mix. Right. Um, so what's your thoughts about, you know, the first step of that waterproofing is, you know, shotcrete.
2: Shotcrete, so, yes. And that's something that I have learned so much in the, in the past few years through Genesis about shotcrete, and I... I cringe a little bit at some of the things I've done sure, yeah. before Genesis. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like pray that those things are still there in another ten right. years. Um, but I, I, I've I've learned so much from from, um, from from my my class at Genesis about chakra that I now I take I I take more notice. I take more care in instructing my chakra crews how to place and and how to how to properly do things. And 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 I've you know taken more uh, extensive detailed pools and split them into two days which i never did you know we always used to do right. we we try to slam out 100 yards in one day which is like crazy we right. have yeah. all these details and stuff right, exactly yeah <laughs> and um so it's 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 i have i've seen a difference you know just because um you can kind of you can kind of tell from a pool how, how good the, the shotcrete is just even after the curing process you'll see rust marks or or leech spots you know right. from from when you're when you're keeping the the surface wet to to right during the curing process so it'll it'll show some of the the defects and so i'm seeing a big difference in my pools just yeah. from that you know um and i i feel i there's been a couple of pools that we've even filled up with just shotcrete just right. to test some things and and, and I've seen, seen a big difference there where, where yeah, sure. you're not getting any water loss over a few days. You know? Right, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a couple, you know, because we soak it down pretty good for two to three weeks, right. you know, with the sucker hoses. Um, you know, I've noticed if they do get full all the way to the top, but, you know, if the pipe penetrations obviously aren't sealed, you're going right. to get some leakage out of there. But we've had them the same way where they've really just, you know, right. just a raw shell, you know, can hold water. Um, you know, and that, I think, is the key to it all. You know, the waterproofing, unfortunately, is just a product of how bad the shotcrete industry is, Right. you know, uh, in our own industry. Right. So um, so I think, you know, that's the reason why we need these waterproofing products. I kind of have a theory of, you know, a lot of times we go out on remodels, and I actually don't do a lot of remodels just because I think a lot of those shells that are out there are not that good. Right. And I don't really want to touch those shells unless they're willing to pull out the entire shell and start over again. Right. But I do notice that after about 8 to 10 years, if you go look at a shell that, that wasn't even – not necessarily didn't have any waterproofing on it, but didn't even wasn't even shot properly with the right PSI. Yeah, it's mandated by the ACI. Um, you know, that shell the pool just looks like it's old. Right. You know, it just did, doesn't look like it's gonna last and it's ready for a remodel in right. after ten years or so.
2: Well and even I, I notice a lot of in remodels where we're breaking holes or something where you get to see a profile of the right of the shot crete. I see that so many times that the steel is so close to the dirt and it's it's already halfway yeah. rusted out when you when you get yeah. in there and it's yeah. It's uh yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, no. Shady things out there that right. were created <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was telling you before
1: we started that I was telling you about uh, a job we did down in Newport Coast where it's a remodel. It was actually a uh, construction defect case that I, you know, wrote a letter for the homeowner for. Right. And so we ended up redoing the entire. She had had it remodeled, and then the guy that remodeled it didn't do, you know, the proper tile procedures. Um. And the and the shell was so bad that it was actually leaching. You know, water. I mean, calcium out of the shell. Right, right. You'd had uh, so it's because we tested the water and the calcium was fine and. It was just there's calcium staining everywhere, and there's calcium knowledge was you know coming out, which is you know it could be another problem, right? Uh, you know, behind there. But uh, after we stripped off the plaster and we got into the shell, yeah, you know, I did a core test on it, and uh, there was plenty of coverage on it because that's something with remodels that I like to do is just core test it,
2: you right. know, before you even start to make right. sure
1: there's enough coverage over the rebar, right? Otherwise, we're telling people, okay, the, this is what you have to do to remediate it. If you don't want to do that, then we can just fill it in and then just do a plaster patch over it and kind of move on. Right, uh, but you could obviously it's a pretty thick shell. In fact, probably a little too thick for the rebar schedule that it had in it. But you could tell the the bottom layer underneath the rebar was pretty well compacted, but the uh, top layer was porous. Right. So that comes from a lot of you know these guys you know just tr- taking the trimmings off the walls and just stomping on them. Right. And, right. And doing throwing that, the so.
2: rebound on the corners. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's
1: just uh, you know a lot of that is just that they would just use chakra and do it properly. Right. That's like your first layer waterproof waterproofing. So.
2: And I also f- have found a lot of the flaws in shotcrete are the underside of the penetrations. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where so, they yeah. don't actually yeah. shoot up against the bottom of the penetration, but they right. kind of stack it up and then... And if you did a core sample, you'd probably find a little slot right, right, going yeah. right down <laughs> Yeah, right through there. I know, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. So, yeah, so we'll move on to, like, the second layer of waterproofing, which a lot of people do, uh, is, uh, you know, collodial silicate. Right. You know, there's different brands out there. Um, there's different application procedures on that. Now, you like to use which brand of
2: them? I use uh, Miracote, Miracote uh, which okay. is AquaBlock. Right. Right. Gotcha. And um, and I, I, that is something I really... Learned. I, I I had heard about long before I I had started with Genesis, and then I learned about it in Genesis, and now it's like a mandatory thing for every one of my jobs. Right. Yeah. Uh, we go, we go in there the day after shotcrete and um, yeah. and spray that thing down really well with yeah. with the Aqua Block.
1: Yeah. And I was talking to somebody recently at the Southwest Show uh, in Texas, San Antonio, Texas, about. Um, once he started using a collodial silicate, uh, because like the, apparently the shot recurrence right. and are just the same there you right. know, as they are here. Right. He actually experienced like, uh, he would actually do measurements compared to the older pools that he did versus the newer ones before he started using the uh, collodial silicate. And he noticed uh, a difference, you know, right. in his water loss. So right, it just right. tells you if you have a poor shell, right. you know, how much water you're actually losing you know, through yeah. the shell. So, yeah. and then you have the application of the membrane C, you know, after that.
2: So, right, Right. And um, and that's always a big thing, too, is especially when you have a pool with a lot of details. You know, Mm -hmm. um, we've done a couple of pools with that toe kick detail created by Dave Peterson that that um, that is one of the most vulnerable spots. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It is It is a little alcove underneath the bench that filled with multiple penetrations. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's just real imperative to just pay attention to all those details about um following the specs of your waterproofing manufacturer about you know the multiple layers and what goes on around the penetrations. Miracote uh has a great spec on their on their penetrations that we follow to the t right and as yeah. as far as i know knock on wood um that uh we haven't had a leak around a penetration when we follow that thing right. Right, too. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, we do the same thing. We use the Miracote system, um, and we use our pipe penetration system on there. So right. it's a, it's a pretty good system. And, and a lot of, I mean, when we talk, when I talk to other builders are like, what's that about? And, you know, why are you doing that? And, right. yeah you know, cause a lot of guys, especially here in California, the plasters, the, the pool, the, G, the pool contractor doesn't care. And then the plaster yeah. contractor doesn't care. They just leave the, you know, don't even do anything to the penetration to slap plaster in there and, right. you know, Hey, we're good. And, um, you know, there's been more than one pool that's leaked right through a penetration. Right. Um, so that's, uh, you know, if we could get more people into at least paying attention to the pipe penetrations, And they don't necessarily have to use one system or the other, as long as you're doing something, you know, to you know, to kind of up that up that uh, game a little bit.
2: And that there is a big misconception I feel because I know I had this misconception for years is that plaster is waterproof. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like people think, ah, you put the plaster on and then it's it's holding water, and they just put extra thick plaster around the penetrations, which you know. Uh, you know, if it, you still you take a cross section of a something that's been soaking. You know, you'll see. Yeah. You can t- see a cross section of a pool shell that you can see water has penetrated through the plaster and halfway through the shotcrete. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, most plasters are only about 3,000 PSI.
2: Right. So that's a really a
1: porous. That's not even meets the minimum standard for shock read right? from the American Concrete Institute for swing pools. Right. Um, there are some plasters out there I've used um, that are up in the 10,000 PSI mark, hmm. uh, but they, um, they're they specialized plasters They right. have additives in them. Right. And I think there's some uh, talk uh, from a couple of the uh, waterproof one of the waterproofing uh, companies about even coming out with a plaster that has additives in it that will, just make that plaster, you know, better. But you're right. Absolutely. Grout and, you know, plaster is not waterproof. Right, Right. It's one of the biggest things that when I go out to talk to homeowners is uh, they're like, oh, well, my the last four guys that came out here said, oh, plaster is waterproof, right? And I'm like, it's just that uh, plaster to me is just like stuck on a house, right? right. It's basically a decorative, cementitious item, you right. know, that you put on the interior of the pool, right? So, um,
2: and that's why you have a weep scree on the house because right. water gets behind water, it, water right? It runs right. Down so, yeah, the wall.
1: yeah, it runs down the wall, so you yeah. need
2: place to escape,
1: right? So, I think another thing too is people just don't understand that. Uh, and especially builders is, yeah, the pools are fun and, and they're meant for family enjoyment. But it's also a body of water that's uh, basically sitting there 24-7. Right. Uh, and water made the Grand Canyon. So what right. do you think is, you know, you, everybody complains about calcium and their shower stalls you know, their house, and what do you think that water is doing inside your pool? Right. You know, so you've got to have, you know, a good concrete base and then, you know, some added layers of, uh, you know, waterproofing on top of that. um,
2: And and another thing, we talked a little bit about uh, tile and grout is not uh, waterproof. And I just remember growing up in the business that I never saw the tile guys. No, yeah, no. Waterproof. (laughs) And I I thought, and when I, you know, I, I started slowly doing it on the last employee I had, where I would kind of I would kind of like demand it to him because i 'cause 'cause yeah. I didn't want i i was the one that was penetrating the pools and that I didn't want it to come back to me, so I wanted to make sure everything was waterproof yeah and i i believe i've I've done it on every single pool since I started my own business yeah. and uh, granted I think in the beginning I used lesser products that that may not have been as good, right, and, sure. and over the years I discovered better products. And yeah. Miraco, you know, Membrane yeah. C being the one that I've been been yeah. with for a while now. So. Yeah, well, it's
1: important to use the right kind of waterproofing. Right. You know, there's a lot of as being a, you know, in the masonry side also in the concrete side. Right. There's all sorts of things they sell at Home Depot or the building right. supply material right.
2: places. You know, the old um, thorough seal. Thorough seal. I mean, that's that I used thorough seal for oh, years. For years, right? And everybody, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and and, and that yeah. that was the thing too is that that people. Didn't understand that even and it, it may or may not have worked if you did it correctly, but most people just added water to it. Right. Like, and they you... didn't add the acrylic sixty-two, Exactly. So, yeah. But, <laughs> but
1: unfortunately Seal came out after a few, or a few years ago and said, Oh, not rated for submerging. Anymore. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so you had, and then, you know, the industry has been through different products. Right. You know, they've been through, you know, failures and then, you know, some elastometric me- membranes that, uh, you know, people started putting on. And they right. said, Oh, well, you, unless you do the entire pool out of it, right. you know, you can't do it at all. Right. Um, so, you know, I think we're finally getting to the point where we have, you know, three or four products out there that are geared towards the, you know, the pool industry. Right, right. And uh, even, even you don't even want to use like a, uh, like thorough or, you know, super blockade. Those are like uh, rigid cement, cementitious right. waterproof. And they're not good, in, you know, all the time in pools. Right. You know, just cause they don't flex. So you want to use something that's flexible, right? Uh, like a Miracoat or a base creed or something like that. And, you know, that's really can, can, uh, you know, get on the shell and stick.
3: Right. Hello. Hello.
4: Hi, who's this? It's uh, Vito from Base Technologies. How are you?
3: Oh, hey, Vito. What a great time to call. We're just putting together uh, our, our latest episode of the podcast. And so uh, actually a real timely one for you to call in on. Uh, we're talking a lot about um, waterproofing and, and different uh, places where waterproofing goes, all around swimming pools. So uh, perfect time for you to call. Um, so. Um, Obviously, Vito from Basecrete. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about Basecrete. Some of your history. Uh, you know, Basecrete is is um, it's been around for a long, long time. I don't know that people actually realize that. You know, it's, it's waterproofing is kind of a bit of a buzzword in the last couple of years. And uh, but but Basecrete is not a, a brand new product. You guys have been around a lot more than the two or three years the pool uh, industry's been paying attention. Correct. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. The amount of years I've been into it, it's uh, many, many years. For for me, my my first patents, I think, came in 1993. So that goes to show long. I've been doing anything comp, comp any compositions of different uh, cement-based materials. That's what my specialty
3: is. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things that um, over the years that I've really noticed and that I appreciate about BaseCrete is BaseCrete is just super simple. You know, some of these other systems you have to – uh broadcast sand or you have oh. to add product b or c or d you know in order to make it compatible with plaster uh, whereas basecrete you know it's it's fairly simple um yeah. if they
4: look at it and go wow it is simple and that's how we wanted it we didn't want to make it complicated i don't think the industry needs to make it complicated i just feel that they feel that it needs to be complicated makes them feel that they have a better product it's that's fallacy. i just don't agree with that whatsoever
3: Perfect.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, all right. Uh, one last quick thing that I want to talk about um, uh, just real quickly. Uh, I noticed you have a new product called Basecrete Plus. Can you kind of walk us through just a little bit of that uh, just so yeah. that our listeners may not understand even that you had another product line out there? Well, yeah. So I came out with the
4: colloidal silicates, you know, the different types of colloidal silicates, potassium-based, sodium-based. We have a potassium-based colloidal silicate um again i brought this out back in 93 94 maybe 95 and that was to saturate adobe bricks out in the desert in order to make them waterproof uh at that time when i was soliciting colloidal silicates people just everybody was slam the, the door on me they thought, this is crazy i don't believe what you're telling me well they they right. do work they have a certain amount of of uh capable uh abilities inside concrete they do uh fill in the capillaries now, that's an extra stage to what you're doing which is uh primary, and then you go to secondary uh, also, which is what we have, the base creed, uh, which is a cementitious membrane. Uh, what I did in the industry is I'm trying to get a patent on it, is I tinted it blue. Because oh, that's uh, interesting.
3: Why'd you do that?
4: Well, well, the thing is, in the industry, if you oversaturate silicates, and I've had a couple of discussions with Paolo Benedetti, and I completely agree with him, because um, he asked me that question, do they act as a D-bond? Absolutely, yes. If you have an inferior secondary waterproofing membrane to put over top of a saturated colloidal silicates, there will be problems, and that's where some a lot of the, the uh, delaminations of pool plaster are starting to occur. Is because it needs a rough surface, uh, porous in order to get a good adhesion. If you oversaturate concrete, uh, it, it, you know you, you put something there, a plaster, or tile, or thin set or a cementitious waterproofing membrane, that will also act as a D-bond. I tinted it blue because I wanted everybody to know if they showed up at the job site and you see chlorosilicates silicates in the wall slightly tinted blue, the first thing you need to do is give it a nasty bath to break the tension so you can get behind it. The vessel is waterproofed behind what you're removing, and then you want to be able to put your plaster or your tiles or whatever you want to do on top of that. But if it's tinted blue, you need to acid wash it and break it down and remove it.
3: I appreciate the fact that Basecrete is out there truly trying to change the industry. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for your call today.
4: Yeah, no, thanks, David. I appreciate it. I've always loved talking about what I do, and I'm glad uh, you picked up the call. And we'll just we'll have fun. You know, If you get that call at 3 o'clock in the morning, I need to vent a little bit to hope you're around.
3: Okay, sounds good.
4: Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay, have a good All afternoon. All right, bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, sir.
2: And another product I use, which I don't think I've spoken to you about too much, but I know I spoke to Dave Penton about it, but, yeah. um, was uh, Geico Western makes a product, a polyurethane product that that um, somebody had turned me on to years ago. I've used it on all tile pools, and it's a, it's a polyurethane with, It's very elastic. Um, the only problem is I've heard that they've recently come out with a bond coat to right. attach to it, but before it was like you couldn't plaster to it, but you could use thinset to right, it. Right, yeah. Um, and that... That, to me, was is one of the best, you know, yeah. waterproofing systems that I've ever seen. And and I know Dave Penton has seen one of my jobs and commented on it, too. And yeah. said so that's an amazing system, you know? Right.
1: Yeah, um, and, and, and that's, you yeah, know, just finding that system that really right. works, you know, in a pool. So. Right.
2: And that, that was what I was going to say about Geico Western is when I discovered it, they had just kind of – they had had the product for years and that they had just kind of come out with a whole pool spec kind of when I – kind of around the same time I discovered it. So they were right. – gearing themselves more towards full submersion 24-7, you know? Right, yeah. You know, where a lot of products are meant for, you know, shedding rainwater, basically.
1: Yeah, or, you know, know, just bathroom-only things. Right, right, right. right. You know, backsplashes, things like that, right? Um, right, you know, you really got to be careful with elastometric membranes. You know, I always encourage everybody to, you know, because I got to do it myself and I always make sure before you use a product or even call the manufacturer or the sales rep, right? And just take five minutes to find out about the product before you actually use it, you know, how to apply it. Because, uh, you know, some of a lot of the la- elastometric membranes, like I said, unless you use it and right. the entire pool, right, you know, you're going to have failure with it because water's eventually going to get behind there and start bubbling up and making it you know, right. lose adhesion, even part of the silicate is really important uh, you know because you're trying to keep water from coming through the you know the backside of the pool or right. the floor and that will also take a membrane off I know a, a couple manufacturers have had failures like that so mm-hmm. either like if you're going to do that kind of thing and you had the opportunity to do it Uh, put some mirror drain behind the walls, um, you know, that way you're just, you're waterproofing the outside of the wall too. Right. You're just keeping, that's one more layer of protection. If you're going to use that kind of elastometric membrane, the great thing about these cementitious membranes is they will allow water vapor, you know, through that, you know, uh, you know, on both ways. And that's why you can do it partially just under the tile line or, you know, typically on a normal in-ground pool besides our, nice 5,000 PSI shotcrete right. in our colonial silicate or curing agent. Uh, we did come under the tile line six inches and just right. know, waterproof under that just to be on the safe side.
2: Well, and I, I have, uh, I, I don't do a whole lot of remodels, but I probably do one remodel every two years or something. And, sure. and so currently, and the, the previous one, I did the same one, but currently I had started doing, uh, membrane C just around my penetrations right. on, on existing shells. Um, and uh, just because we were drilling through there and there's definitely no shotcrete right. you know, compaction <laughs> yeah. around yeah. it. Yeah. And, and it still concerns me just to use a rapid-set con- cement around it only because yeah. it's still, you know, you need some well, flexibility. it should
1: be part of your, your system. So, right. Yeah.
2: And yeah. you need some flexibility around your penetration because if there's movement, you know, it's yeah. – it's, it's, it's and so part of the membrane C uh, uh application for around penetrations it uh, includes you know caulking around it right. that yeah and um and fabric that that all flexes and right. moves with, with it when things move so yeah. yeah yeah
1: well i think the rapid set is a great product um, right you know, it's a non-shrink grout. It comes in different forms. Right. You know, it comes like as a cement. Uh, it comes as a concrete. It comes as a stucco, even a, a patch of stucco. Right. Um, you know, and and then comes as you know, like a like a mortar. You know, like a spec mix, like a mortar mix. Right. And so applying that, you know, is one of the your steps besides a M1 adhesive right. and in and the fabric and, right. and just a non-shrink. The reason why rapid set works really well is it just doesn't shrink. Right. You know, so it's not going to pull away from the concrete that you're putting around. So. Right. Um, that's a great thing about the rapid. And you
2: don't necessarily have to wait as long in order to right gains. Yeah, strength, <laughs> strength uh, very, right, very very quickly. rapidly. Yeah. So
1: um, yeah, so it's a, it's a great product. So um, so yeah, and then we can't forget that certain waterproofing. Um, you Know you need to put an additional layer on there on a membrane just to get the plaster to stick, like right. uh, some other ones uh, like base Creed or even flex tree. It's just a you know, one kind of like a one step process as right. far as applying it. But you know, we do want to remind people with the membrane C that you've got to put on the BC Pro, right? Which in itself is a, technically another waterproofing material, right? But uh, because builders or home builders will actually put it on their decks, you know, like above you know, on the second story decks, right? It actually comes in different colors, but it is also just mainly use as part of the pool system as just a you know bonding agent for the plasters
2: right
1: but uh yeah i just wish more people would do you know right, yeah. more waterproof and
2: yeah. from what i understand about that coat, you go to replash that pool it's going to be it's going to be a yeah task. so yeah so i'll give you a quick story
1: on that one yeah um so we did a, a negative edge spa uh about two years ago two and a half years ago and we were you know our or I always say the biggest you know, things in the industry that we have issues with is the uh, shockery crews and the plasters. Right, and uh, and so unfortunately uh, we had a plaster that wasn't familiar with hydrazo at the time, and he even though he said he was. So long story short, not I'm very. Uh, you Know very particular about my uh fittings that go inside of the pool, right? They've got I can't I can't see a fitting that sticks out of you know out of the you know too far on the level of the you know same right. plane as the plaster right. and the tile,
2: so you don't and have I, to dome it up, right? To it, I man. don't like
1: domes and I don't like dips. <laughs> and so he had done a couple of dips and domes, and that's when I actually just said, you know, we're just setting our own fittings, right? Right, you know, because I wasn't always careful with it, and I for some reason I was in the front making sure they had the right plaster and they'd already right. set them. And so, but, regardless he didn't know the hydrazo process that well I was coming to find out, right. so it cracked, so we had to strip the spa, and I had waterproofed all the the basin and all the above grade you know in the in the both sides of the weir wall of course, you know mm-hmm. the tile underneath the tile on the other right. side, so when you stripped the hydrazo, basically what ha- i mean happened was. There were in, a, in a lot it's, it's really hard to get that membrane C off so the right. only way you can get it off and chip it so even though the plaster was there and he stripped the plaster it basically almost left an entire small layer of, of hydra, hydrazo on right. onto the BC Pro and the membrane C right and the only way to get that membrane C and that BC Pro off is to basically chip it right and so it tells you just the strength of that stuff and right. you know how it sticks because you always hear the horror stories about you know the whole thing delaminated and that goes back to I think a lot of people are using elastomeric. You know, right. membranes brain's right, you know, right, the right.
2: wrong way. So, and it, as far as sticking too is that it's been my experience with Laticrete 254 as well is where right, right You yeah. try to take something off and it takes everything off underneath it right. as well. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. It'll it'll pull your waterproofing off down to your yeah down to your shotcrete. And yeah. um, I I was turned on to that by a, a tile guy I used to work with that he. We had a decorative piece of stainless steel that had to go into the tile line, and he said, I'll just. I'll just thin set it in. I'm like, right. really? That's gonna hold? And he's like, yeah, watch. And and yeah. you know, 15 years later, it's still sitting it's still there. Then though, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we can talk about that. It's like the tile, you know. Typically, you know, I know you do the same process, right? You know, we do a th- we do a thin set, and then we do a you know, I use I like Atlantic Creek products too, right? Uh, we do like a 3701 mortar bed, right? And then the uh, we let it cure for a week, and then we go ahead and put on the uh, the waterproofing membrane, and then the 254. You know, we'll get into the glass tile. He's a part of it because. Right. If we're using a translucent tile, we want to make sure we have the white. If the homeowner wants that, right. you know? Yes, you do have to use like a you know, white, uh, really pure white thin set, right? Um, you know, for translucent tile, but we've run into people where we've done mock ups with just gray thin set, like a gray 254, right. and they like that more than they like the right. white background. But regardless, you know, uh, we'll use that that thin set too. So, the thing about thin sets, a lot of people don't realize, is there's only so many uh, that are rated for like full submersion and, and, right. and fountains or swimming pools, exactly. So, you know, the, most of the major major manufacturers have one of those brands but once again you got to check the the technical right. data sheet just to make sure it says that
2: right and yeah and with glass tile you also got to make sure you give proper cure time to right it as right. well yeah which i have learned the hard way you know yeah. one of those expensive lessons i yeah. learned on an all tiles spa where we didn't give it proper cure time and right tiles yeah. started popping everywhere right
1: know? well yeah. that's also important i'm glad you brought that up because. You know it's really important to follow the concrete cure time. Right. So I tell people this, you know, because we do, you know, we've been putting a lot of porcelain tile in decks, um, you know, as, as a pool deck, and uh, we tell people we pour the sub-base, We tell people, hey, we're waiting three to four weeks, right, in order for this, this concrete's right. got to cure, it's got to do the shrinkage cracks, right. so we can repair the shrinkage cracks, and then we can put a membrane on there. Right. So it's the same thing in pools. You can't put on tile on pools a week after you shoot them. No, deck. yeah. So you're still in that initial curing process, and right. you really want to get to the entire through the 28 days, you know, before you even start working on the pool part of it. Right, right. And uh, I think that code actually, it it applies to, you know, porcelain tile as well.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I apply it to porcelain tile as well. And, And, you know... I, I can't tell you how many times people try to fight me on it because they're trying to get the job going, and it's right, like, yeah. no, you no, got to you got to wait, wait. <laughs> I know, yeah. You know, Rome wasn't built in the day. Kind right, of right. Thing, so. I, I don't want to be coming back here two years from now right. replacing tiles for you. you yeah, know,
1: so. yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, go back to the manufacturers, is there are products out there that pool supply places sell. Right. That are technically they'll say yeah you can put it in a pool, but then you read right. the bullet Like I said again, read the technical data sheet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Make I've, sure. Yeah. Make I've, absolutely sure it's there.
2: I get people trying to trying to push glass tile on me yeah. that's got mesh backing that's totally covered with glue and there's right. no place for bonding to right. happen on the back of the tile.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I think we found out too with glass tile, get you know, on that subject real quick, is we've actually found that different <laughs> processes work better with certain brands of glass tile. And that's just born out of maybe some experience we've never right. had like a failure now right. you know, we've I mean, had one or two that popped off here and there where you know we could just go back stick it back on because right. it's just way too temper or the tile that we're using right. you've got to be really careful with these manufacturers once again just because sometimes they just you know they say it's good for pools right. in reality it's not really so you really got to check out the tech, technical data sheets and you know check to see their testing methods right. and, uh, and kind of because we found that uh, yeah you can maybe use this last tile on an outdoor environment like a barbecue or something like that but because you know you go from hot to cold you know especially in California where it's hot during the day and then you know chilly at night right. um you know that tile just flexes too much, even though you have a membrane behind there, it can actually you know start popping off or right, fracturing. Right. so we've had the opportunity where we've done things uh with some epoxy thin sets right, and you're talking about how hard it is even to get the two fifty four off uh we as epoxy thin set is extremely expensive right you know, it's just about four times the price as a normal right, battery right. thin set, but I can tell you once again, I just did an experiment with a uh piece of glass tile uh well it was actually a porcelain tile and glass and i had to take a hammer and a chisel and chisel at it and all that was left was just a thin sheen of the tile right right the epoxy didn't even come off so that's another that's another avenue you can use especially if you're on like a high-end project right right and uh, you wanted to make sure that you have you know the best possible chance to make that work but like i said it's not the cheapest stuff around right
2: so and i you know and i as you know too i've learned the hard way about coverage on the back of tile <laughs> all right yeah So yeah. yeah um especially when you're talking about large format tile right yeah um i had I recently had a job where I, it was my uh, ex tile guy the said. yeah now yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> had kind of spot welded pieces on and and it just was not right and the, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact spec, but it is 90% of the tile. Right, so it's
1: actually 95, but 95, everybody should really yeah. just shoot for 100. Right. So, no, I know. That's yeah. what I say too. Yeah,
2: yeah just shoot for 100.
1: Yeah, because people don't realize even, um, you know, I've seen cases where uh, the tile guy he'll sit there he'll he'll notch he'll go ahead and notch the you know the beam or whatever he's doing the wall, and then he'll notch the back of the tile and then he'll just squish it up there. And actually, because it did leave some channels of thin set through there, that's where actually water was getting through and channeling its way through. So what we found we do is we yeah we do do our gauge thickness and everything, but then we just we end up smoothing it out. Right. And on both sides of it, we just you know put. up there, and every maybe four tile, we'll pull it. Especially if it's a large format tile, right? Pull it off. Just make sure we got good coverage. If not, we'll go back and pull the last couple right. off. You know, just double check because that's like super important, right?
2: And uh, I and I think part of the key is the whole preparation of the thing that we had talked about right. earlier about setting your mortar bed. And my current tile guy is very particular about that. He he wants to have th- as thin a thin of a layer of thin set as possible, yeah. but still following specs. You know, but um, part of that. Process that I learned on that one job was that, that they were leaving like you know ah. a, a, an inch of thinset they were using you know right. and still not using it properly and right. and it it just uh, it just creates more issues that way is right. is. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and you gotta watch out with glass too, because it's uh you know some of the manufacturers the way their annealing process is when they're cooling down the tile it can yeah. leave a dimple on the back and right. if you don't get that thin set in that dimple right you know then it's uh, I mean we've had to, some cases where like a little one by ones we use like a, um, a mortar bag or you know grout bag right. you know, that you use to grout block walls or stuff right. and we'll just you know squeeze out a little th- piece of you know a little bit of thin set on each one and set it individually right so you know proper tile work is not cheap
2: Uh um, no that's the, yeah. that's the thing you know and and I think uh you know a lot of people out there don't understand that as well right yeah, you know, they, yeah. They, they think you know because I paid this much for a tile in my bathroom. Right. I should be paying right. the yeah. same here on yeah. my pool, yeah. you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, so... <laughs> and yeah. It's, yeah. And it's a d- totally different beast right. altogether. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I've, had, I've got some... Gla- I have some glass out in my house that it, it's awesome right. on my counter... on my kitchen countertop or my shower or whatever. Right. But I've really got to be careful if I use it out, you know, outdoors. Right. You know, or in a submerged application. So right. So it's just a whole... That's why people don't understand whether... You know, I always get this, well, my buddy's an electrician, you know, and can he come down down here and wire up the pool for you know because he's going to give me a great deal right no you know because pool electricity you know dealing around pools is just so much different yeah, yeah Than, um you know than just a house or you know whether it's made once again go back to the landscape why i do my own machine work right, you know, right. it's just a different beast right right you know then uh you know sitting there blocking up a barbecue and slapping some tile on it i mean yeah. we're so i'm so particular about it where all my walls um, you know, we've just switched to everything to be like a two fifty fourth thin set, just a really high grade thin set. No matter right. what we're setting, we're right, in stone right. or yeah, yeah. You know, large format the limestone or something like that. Right. And we waterproof even our planter walls. You know, right. on the front side, top, whatever. We just you know we waterproof all that. Right. You know, Just to be on the safe because nothing because when it rains, especially like it has been in California, right. you start noticing all the effervescence coming out of everything. Right. It's, oh so, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I don't want to drive back on one of my jazz three years later and go, oh, you know, there's a big. You know,
2: calcium, calcium,
1: you know, thing working its way up you know, <laughs> underneath a tile wall right. that we put in or something like that. So, right. Yeah. But uh, so um, now you've been in Genesis taking Genesis classes for about two, three years, or
2: for just about two years. Two yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am just about to through the program to to become SWD registered. I just have to do a waiver on the pool studio, All which right. I'm very versed in. I just have to. Right. Have the time, yeah, to, front, do, time, do to, time the to do the process, do right. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so. right. Um, and then I will become Genesis uh, SWD wrist, great, Rister. yeah.
1: So, yeah, you're looking, yeah. I mean, that's like a big accomplishment, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's this is a lot of time, and, yes,
2: yeah. it, it is. It's a lot of time, and it and it was it was a big commitment to uh, all the traveling I sure. did in the last yeah. two years because I, I really just Every class I, I thought I could take, I would, I would make it happen. Right. You know, one, once I got started, I got hooked on it, and I was sure. like,
1: "Sure, <laughs> I mean, yeah." I think it's like when I took the construction school, you know, like. It must have been like six, uh, no, seven years now or close to seven years ago. Right. Um. I just stopped what I was doing and just decided to change the whole way we did business. Right, right. You know, and we ended up actually losing money. But right. my feeling is that if there's one way to do it, that's the way to do it. Right. You know, and that's, you got to do it the right way. So. Right.
2: And I haven't stopped anything, but I have slowly been transitioning. And, <laughs> right. And I've actually been getting rid of some subs and getting new subs. Sure. And- um, another great thing about genesis is i 've gotten some good referrals to some yeah. good subs from from genesis members as well so yeah. um because it 's it's, it's there 's so many people out there and not not everybody is yeah out there to do it right. Some people are just out there to make a buck right you know, and they yeah. don 't don't care whether it 's right or wrong they just want to get in get out and get yeah. the pay right
1: know? yeah well it 's also a lot of o j t just right. kind of like how you fell in the business same thing with me, I just right. kind of fell into the business right. It right. Wasn't, i you know i didn 't you know, set out to do this, Right. you know, when I was, uh, you know, 22 years old, you know, it kind of happened. So, yeah. Yeah, And
2: there are, there are a lot of people in our business that kind of fell into it. I've seen a lot of concrete contractors turn pool builder and, and they, you know, they do, an okay job, but not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's,
1: well, education is like anything. It's whether yeah. you're going to college to learn how to be an engineer or, right. or a doctor or, right. you know, or, you know, a business degree, or you're in a trade field, you know, even people that are plumbers and, you know, carpenters, and they go to the, generally the better ones or the ones that really want to move up in life, they go right. to some kind of trade school. So, right. So education to me is like, you know, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the more knowledge you have and I can guarantee you, and you could probably reaffirm this, is like now when you go to talk to clients, I know you do a lot of work for general contractors. And right. Sometimes they just don't care. Right. You know, they, whatever, I want a cheap price, or this right, is my right. you're not my guy, or whatever. Right, mirror. right. Um, but at least, you know, when you go to a residential um, you know, customer that's, you know, you're working directly for, I mean, you probably outshine all the competition just because you can refer back to that knowledge that you learned. Yes. Whether it's like something to do with you know, uh, color theory, you know, or, um, you know, some kind of art- architecture, or you can right, talk right. about frank lloyd wright for you know 30 right, minutes right, you right. know that kind of thing I actually sold a pretty decent job because the guy was a big frank lloyd wright fan right and i think the uh year before i had just taken the 20th century architecture uh class and and so i was like hey, he's like hey who's this pool guy that knows all about frank lloyd wright right. so, you know <laughs> well so. it's
2: a funny story because just my meeting that i had this morning was on a new project that they had had somebody involved with them they're still in the development stage it had somebody involved with them that they ended up not liking. And so the general contractor who happened to be working on another project was brought me in. And I just went to like the first meeting with the whole team, basically architects, project managers, um, everybody. And I had like 10 people in there looking at me and, and I feel like, I kind of wowed everybody with my knowledge right, because yeah. they were kind of at a lot. They had they have like a basic design, but they're, right. they're, there's a lot of obstacles yeah. that they were not thinking of, and they <laughs> right, you <laughs> know, yeah. And when I started asking them all these questions, they're kind of like, "Huh, I don't know, you know, right, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do there, you know." Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, another thing too is just you know knowing the codes, you know, right, I mean, yeah, kind of, Yeah. You because know, you get some crazy stuff like you see an architect do, and you're like, right. Eh, I mean, yeah, you could do it, but it's not particularly safe or, you know, within the margins of, you know. Right. uh, That's a great thing is
2: I was talking to the engineer at this this meeting, and he gave me an 8-inch wall with a double... Curtain yeah, of right, steel, yeah. and then wanted me to put pipe in there too. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. It's, yeah, "It's not doable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. so they increased the wall to 12 right. inches to make it work for me. Yeah. So,
1: well, that's what's so different about our industry is that we are, we're dealing with that medium of water. Right. Because um, we, I run into that too, because we'll get like uh, plans from engineers where they're, they design a, uh, they design four story garage, parking garages. Right. Right. You know, and they got, well, I want to do like a double mat with number fives, four inch on center. Right. It's like, there's just no way we're going to get shot through right years. right you know yeah we can pour it but what about the walls i can't right. pour the wall right, right. A cast in place process right and so it's really going back and and i i try to tiptoe around that a little bit because i'm dealing with an engineer now that's a super nice guy yeah but he's only done two in-ground pools right and it's like you know hey this is what i think you ought to be doing right you know, and then they look at it do the calculations come back oh yeah that's a great idea right and so but just being part of being educated, yeah, yeah, you know, and associating ourselves with, you know, the the instructors that are yeah. you know, part of Genesis, it's like it gives me the, it gives you the confidence to say, you know what, you need to rethink that, or, or right. you know, there's too much rebar, or we, or let's make the wall wider, we have to make the wall wider because there's right. no way we're gonna get, right, you know, two, four bars, and number five, you know, in an eight inch wall and make it work, right, you know, kind of thing. So,
2: yeah, no, and and that's that's just it. Is I a lot of my projects recently have been pre-designed pre-engineered by structural engineers that right. aren't used to pools right. and they just throw as much steel in there as they can and right. it's so unnecessary most of the time you know that right. That, uh, you know, they get away with at least half the steel and and give us the proper room to get our plumbing and get the proper yeah. coverage of shock creed in there as well, you know. Yeah.
1: So. And then on the other side, you get some pool engineers that put way too much steel in it. Right. They just go to a bigger bar. <laughs> right. You know, or just, you know, not start off with number three and number three rebar is like my bane of my existence. Right, right. Um. You know, it's just, I mean, we sure. You know, the first uh, number of years I was in it, you know, uh, you know, we used it just like everybody does. Right. But once you switch over to like even a number four bar. Right. You just, the difference between the two is just right. Know, really huge. Right. And you're just, wow, this just works way better. You know, all the crews can be in here. Just just walking. Around, on, yeah. Walking, walking on the cage, on it, right? you know, shows and, the difference. For yeah. Sure, it just yeah. shows a huge And then you can use, actually use less rebar. Right. Which is, makes your shotcrete placement a lot better. Right. You know, it's for more, you know, get that kind of. Aim for that watertight shell, right? Really possible with the shotcrees, right? So, so
2: you get the um, proper compaction and Right. Water,
1: yeah. And the cost difference is not that huge, no. It's not you know? at all. So especially with you, you work a lot of high end projects, so right? It's like you know, what's another three thousand dollars, right? Right. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Good. Is there? I mean, what are you looking forward to, like in the future, as far as like you, you know, part of you know the process? I always have a, I have a couple sayings. I strive to get better every day, right? And then you know. Perfect practice makes perfect, yeah. right? So, is that kind of like what you're? I mean, yeah,
2: I'd it, say that's kind of along the lines of my same goals is is trying to make that perfect pool that where you know we fill it up and turn it on and it's done. It's done. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like some of these real complex pools is like yeah. they're just like so prone to like you're gonna just have little things here and there yeah. and and you're gonna be sticking around trying to fix little little right. thing, little corners, little this, little yeah. that and. And um, so, yeah, that's part of it. And 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 I I strive to also be a lot more on the consulting end. You know, yeah. I I it, it is a desire for me as I pro- progress through de- Genesis is to become more of the teacher yeah. uh, teaching end of it. You know, to teach some of the sure. in- incoming people as well. You know, and, yeah, right. And as much as I can contribute to that, I would like to. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. That, I mean, that's great. I mean, that's what we need to get. You know, we're trying to spread the word. I guess, right. So say, yeah. So, you know. I think that's the whole thing with uh, you know, our new uh you know, our new Facebook page, you know, right. SMS, right you know, we're trying to get the word out there. You know, a lot some of the other pages are kind of, you know, oh look at the filter I cleaned today. Right, right. The salamander I picked out of the pump basket or whatever. Right, right. You know, I think we just need to you know keep pushing that education and
2: Yeah, no, so. and I I'm really excited about it, as ask the masters. Um I was slowly losing my interest in Facebook and it's been rejuvenated <laughs> by, the, <laughs> yeah, by yeah, this by I this page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Facebook and just being all political and everything all the time, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, so. yeah, it gets a little weary after a while. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's really renewed my interest in l- looking at what's on Facebook today, you know, yeah. to see what's on Ask the Masters. You yeah, know?
1: good, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. So. And it's it's
2: so great to to be able to collaborate with other pool builders like-minded and yeah. and do the same quality of work and – yeah. And just to learn, you know, everybody's got little tricks and tricks mm-hmm. of the trade, yeah. you know. And so it was, it was, a lot of those things go a long way, you yeah. know. Um, just just little little things that will save you a few bucks here and there and right. and, yeah. and save you a lot of headache, you know. Yeah. It's, some things you, you come up with a solution that is so complex, it works, but it's complex and it, right. it takes a lot of work. And then somebody yeah. else might just have a, a more simple answer, you Yeah, know?
1: right. Well, I think that's so what's great about, you know, SWDs is uh, – you know, anybody I tell when I'm I'm using the main in the, you know, the booth at the right, you know, the shows. And I just tell everybody, hey, look, if, if my information is in the book. Right. You know, you're welcome to call me anytime or email me if you have a question. or right. any, any of the masters. Right. Or, you know, just because we're here to help you out. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's that's why I love about the whole thing is, you know, just everybody helping each other out. And, right. You know, educating each other. And, yeah. And uh, that's that's why I always look forward. You know, you know, to when we have the get together. We, you know, it's, it's just a really good group of guys. Yeah, yeah. And and people that uh, you know are are trying to advance the industry.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah, and and it's it's definitely been a problem for a long time, and I've been aware of it, and I've always, even before Genesis, is I've always. Kind of put myself above a lot of people, just because I see how they do things. I know right. I don't really do that, but at the same time, before Genesis, I was still doing things wrong. You know, right.
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, well, it's just an educational piece. Right, I, right. I don't think uh, you know if I go look at a pool that someone's having problems with or something. I'm like, you know, I don't think the guy maliciously, you know, right, did this, but he just doesn't know better. There's just, a difference between yeah. being stupid and being ignorant. Right, right. You know, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the a lot of the industry is just kind of ignorant about. Right, you know things, and it's not a bad thing. It's just you know they just learn from the last guy. You right, know? you know we need to really, I think, you know, stress that educational aspect of right. it. Right. So.
2: Well, I'm, I'm friendly with several pool pool builders in my area, and I'm always pushing Genesis. You know. Yeah. And, so far, I don't think any of them have yeah. been bitten on it, but you know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always trying to. Well, it may to push take it. some time. I mean, look yeah. how long
1: it took you to. You right, know, it's true. Get yeah, yeah. It. So
2: even yeah. though I, I was like I wanted to for so long, but it, it still took me a long time to get into yeah. it. So well, it's a big commitment? But if yeah. you
1: really, if you really want to advance yourself, I mean, it's, it's right. the the way to do. It. I think it's the best education around. Period. For sure, you know, and I think it's uh, it does all sorts of good things for right. the, for the business. Right. So, right. Yeah. But, uh, all right well great well kevin it's awesome to talk to you yeah you, you too great so we'll do one in the future or whatever and yeah you know and i'm looking forward to seeing you know you you already got like one you were posting the other day right that right that looked pretty cool you know uh so, right yeah. off the right off the ocean i mean right, I yeah, ocean views, yeah so. that
2: one i still have probably got a month left but it's I, I can't wait to share that when it's done <laughs> right yeah yeah so you're looks and like, that's been a four-year project so far sure and that's what a lot of yeah. people don't understand yeah, is sometimes yeah. these
1: things just take forever i mean they right. take a long time i always tell people look we're building you a ferrari right we're not building you you go right so it's not gonna we're not gonna be done in four weeks right you know we've you know we've had some that have been going on you know a couple of years right. like years and right you know, a lot of big projects are like that so right. it's like almost a you know, quarter of your career basically right <laughs> exactly. you know, it's yeah. A pool, so. yeah yeah all right well great well um uh, you have anything you want to add or
2: I don't, th- I, I okay. don't think so I think we covered it. all right awesome yeah. all right, all right. All right. Oh, cool Thanks for listening
0: to the Ask the Masters podcast, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page each week on Tuesdays for new episodes of the show. I also want to encourage you to stop by the Ask the Masters Facebook page and invite other like-minded individuals to join us there as well. Feel free to jump into the conversations and even post your own questions. We want to create a community which fosters learning and discovery for the betterment of us all. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe and feel free to share.